Welcome to Enjoy Cherokee Voices, an award-winning local podcast delivering in-depth conversations with the movers and shakers of Cherokee County, Georgia. And now, it's time to get to know another neighbor. Here's your host, Jody Drinker. Hello, hello, and welcome to the studio, my dear friend, David Vaughn. How are you today? Oh, I'm just lovely. Thank you for having me here today. Um, my friend David Vaughn is from Cherokee County, they're the area, and um, he has just returned from the continent of Africa. How many continents did you hit? Three continents, North America, Europe, and Africa. And we're going to talk about that in just a second, but he is a photographer. We've had a, a, um, an interview with you, oh, about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I don't know for sure. Something like that. But uh, that was when you went to Cuba. We talked a lot about that, and right. now you're back with some stories about Africa. Point of the story is, here you are, you're traveling from, for, what time did you leave Atlanta? I left Atlanta at 5.30 on a Saturday afternoon and um, arrived in Uganda at 10.30 Sunday night. And you slept the whole time on the plane, so you were well rested? I right? did not sleep on the plane. <laughs> I slept a little bit, not much, but a little bit just anxious about what I was getting ready to do. So was it 20-hour flight? You about said? a 20-hour flight. Yeah, yeah, that's a long way. A couple, so. couple of rest stops in between, maybe an hour and a half, two hours at different locations. Crazy. Uh, okay, so you, you landed in Africa. What made you decide? Let's back up here for a second. When were you like sitting around, you, you know what, I think I should go to Africa and start taking some pictures? Well, it's one of those bucket list things mm-hmm. for the biggest part. And so I had a friend who went to photograph gorillas a year ago, and she kept telling me, you need to go do this. Mm-hmm. So, and then this trip came up to Kenya, and I said, well, I could combine the two and go do both of them. So, a trip comes up, like you're talking with somebody, and you're like, this is... Photographers. Photographers. There's a photography trip. And so, I just decided that now's the time. Let's go do it. So, you decide you're going to go and take pictures of gorillas. Yes. Okay. So... Now you get on the plane, 20 hours later, you're in the, in the continent of Africa, and what do you do? You get off the plane, and you're like, well, I'm so tired, i got to sleep up. <laughs> well, I was picked up by a, a group there and taken to my hotel, and was supposed to, the next day, rest that day before going out to do anything. But uh, you know me, I can't rest that much, so I... You're like a little Energizer bunny. I am the Energizing bunny, an older gen- uh, bunny, exactly. <laughs> but, so I took off and uh, went to an island where they have just champ chimpanzees mm-hmm. and photographed the day there just to kind of get out and an interesting point you had to go by boat out to this island of course and and doing that across the equator which i'd never done so that was kind of cool across the equator and you sit there in a your, boat you're in, in a your boat, boat and you cross the equator and you have your little compass and um and you can look at all the points are zero 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 so that was kind of cool oh my and gosh so, i didn't know that. i didn't put that together i guess that that's what that would do is this all that's on the, why is this all, island it's so just, special? It's a sanctuary for chimpanzees. Okay. Um, and so it was something to do versus sitting around trying to rest for the day. Mm-hmm. So I found it and went over and uh, just photographed chimpanzees running around. Doing Did you get a guide or something? No, there's no guide. There's just, you go on the island and they have people there on the island that take care of these chimpanzees. Oh, okay. And okay. so they take care of the chimpanzees. Okay. And they study them. They do different things with, with these chimps. They've been hurt. Some of them been hurt. Mm. And uh, they bring them in there and they keep them on this island so that there's no danger to them. Mm-hmm. Was this enchanting for you? Did you enjoy that? Uh, it was fun. It was just a kind of a warm up for me is what it really was. Something to do that I could do while I was waiting to go to where I was actually scheduled to go. Mm-hmm. So it was, just, it was just a fun afternoon, fun day. 
okay. to photograph. Okay, so now you're going to get on the plane and you're going to go where? I'm leaving Entebbe, Uganda, flying down to Buwanda Forest, which is where gorillas, there, there's three areas in the world. There may be others, but I only know three in Africa, in Uganda, Rwanda, and uh, the Congo. And they all have families of gorillas up in the rainforest. And you can go to visit or hike and, and photograph gorillas in the wild. Okay, so now you get to this place. Do you get a hotel or how, where are well, you there's staying? a lodge. I stayed in a lodge. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a tree house is what I really stayed in. Uh, inside the park, there's only two lodges inside the park, and I was in one of them. Mm-hmm. It's like a tree house. It's really kind of cool. So you're going to stay there the whole time you're taking pictures of these? While I'm there, really? okay. yeah, I'll stay there. And I'll kind of give you a little insight. I'd never, I've been to Africa before, but I've never had this experience. I got ready for bed the first night. And I'm crawling in the bed, and all of a sudden, this this big hot spot in the bed. I jumped up out of the bed, pulled the covers back. It was a hot water bottle that they wrap up in hot water and put it in your bed to warm up the bed. I had no idea what was going to come out of that bed when you said I, that. I thought it was I thought it was an animal in there. It scared me to death. So I took a picture of it. I said, "You're not going to believe this. This is a picture of a hot water bottle." Oh my gosh, that's so that's well, that's quite nice of them to warm up your bed yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. Was so it they, cold there? It was cool, but it was not cold. It was, you're in the rainforest. It's kind of rainy. It's kind of it was Dampy, kind of cool. Kind damp, of, yeah, but hmm. not not cold. Not okay. Cold. So you you go to. You go to bed with a hot water bottle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so then you get up the next morning. And you go, my driver who brought me there, first of all, they have to check you in to make sure that you've paid to to visit the gorillas, to be honest with you. Okay. So they check you in, and then you sit there and you wait, and they put you in a group. There's usually like six people in a group. Then you have a couple of escorts. These are men with uh, weapons that carry one in the front, one in the back. Then you have a guide. Most people hire a porter to carry your equipment stuff with you. Because the trails are real small and wet, and you slip in that. I mean, I slip. Right, you could spend your whole time carrying this. So, how many people from the front guy with a weapon to the back guy with a weapon? How many people in there? Like fourteen? Twelve, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Those are with porters carrying equipment for people. Okay, so now you're walking out. You go up. You start hiking the mountain, and uh, they send out every morning. They send trackers out to know where the gorillas are. There's like six families of gorillas in Uganda. I'm going to use. I'm picturing you know. a tracker being like an airplane or a drone well, or something. You would, but it's it's guys. It's guys. It's like gentlemen th- running. Three gentlemen out who go up the mountain mm-hmm. and they know where the gorillas were at the end of the day, and then they report back up there and they try to find them, and then they radio back down to say, "Okay, the gorillas are at this point." It may be. Oh the, my goodness! At the very top of the mountain. So you might be. Uh, my first hike was about two hours up the mountain. It's almost straight up. It's wet. It's kind of nasty, but it's, you're excited about going up. And so you get up to the top of the mountain, and they find the gorillas, and you start photographing. Okay, tell me about the first moment you saw a gorilla. Well, the first moment, we were taking a little rest, and all of a sudden, we heard some noises coming down. And right next to me, arms linked to me, a big silverback gorilla came walking by and stopped right there. And I was able to get my camera uh, to take a photograph after I cleaned out my pants. I was able to do that. I'm not kidding you. I think I would have to also. It's, seriously, you said an arm's length you, you could. I could reach out could and touch Could you smell it. him? Uh, yeah. Does he smell normal? I mean, there was nothing. Well, I like, don't know. I've never really smelled a gorilla, so this is the first time. So I mean, I'm just thinking you're that close to him. Now, is it your arm's length or his arm's length? Because I think there'd be quite a difference. <laughs> well, I am a short guy, but, but ah. it's, it's either way, it's pretty close. And this so, is, you said silverback? Silverback, silverback gorillas. Okay, so he just comes like 
trampling past you, coming out of the coming down, coming the, mountain, down the mountain. Coming so down, like we were going sliding? up, and he come. No, he was just walking down. And then there was another one behind him, and he stood there for a second. And I was able to get a photograph with my phone first, and then I had a camera that I was carrying. I had a porter carrying the rest of my camera gear, and then I was just taking pictures and uh, not looking. You don't look him in the eye because they. Uh, they they want to know who's the dominant one, and they and they are the dominant one. Right. So, I'm I'm kind of speechless. What is he? What are these beasts doing next to you? Are they interested in you, or they're not really looking at you? They just kind of they're just there. They're looking for food. What are they eating? They're eating leaves and stuff off the trees. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you're this close to them. You're snapping pictures. All six of you, the, mm-hmm. the, well, the photographers. At that are- particular time, I was the only one closest to them, so I was really the only one taking photographs for the most part because they were s- straight in front of me. Oh, okay. So the I other mean, just, people aren't They were just to the left. They were not as close to this gorilla as I was. Okay. You know? And what they do is they take about six to seven people in a group to go photograph. And you have one hour with the gorillas once you get up with the whole family. Now, there, that was not part of the family. They were just going to the family. Oh, oh, this wasn't the family no, of no, gorillas no, then. No, no, no. So this so, was a bonus you got. Well, kind of a bonus. It was part of the family, but they were not together. Okay. So once the family gets together, then you gather around to, to photograph. All right. So now, so you continue climbing the mountain. Continued to climb the mountain until the trackers, we get up with the trackers, and then they say, okay, the, the family's over here. Okay. And then they start cutting through the woods to get you down to the family. And then when you get to the family, it's interesting, nowhere in Africa, nowhere that I was the entire two and a half weeks I was there, did you have to wear a mask. But when you get to the gorillas to start photographing, you have to put on a mask so that the gorillas don't get sick. No kidding. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. That is very interesting. So everybody has to put on a mask when you get to the gorillas. And then you have one hour to photograph. Okay. How was it? Were people it was, just like snapping like crazy or what? Like crazy. How Six, big is this family of gorillas? Twelve in this family. The first family was 12 gorillas, including some babies. So can you look at them and go, oh, that's, uh, that's probably grandpa? The silverbacks are the oldest, the biggest. And then you have some what they call blackbacks, mm. younger gorillas. And I don't know if they turn into silverbacks at some point. That I don't know. Oh, you don't know. I'm not a educated enough on that but were there some babies there were some small ones some small. how small like uh, not, not like they had to hold them babies well they they would ride on their shoulders oh yeah on the mother's shoulders they'd cradle them we can see some of these pictures you can't can see we? those pictures on my website yeah yeah you sent me some pictures i saw some photographs yeah. it is just spectacular how much detail are in your photos like you can see the strands of hair yeah and I did notice something about the pictures of the gorillas. You can start telling them apart. You can. I mean, there was one that sort of had a scar like on his lips up to his little nose. And it's truly amazing how I think it would be easy to get to know these. For the trackers, they must almost like call them by name sort of. Well, they do have a name for the animals. And uh, the trackers are there early morning and they stay till about six o'clock in the evening with them. Oh. Tracking, going where they go so that at the end of the day... They know where to start the next morning. Can you imagine having that job? Yeah. What do you do for a living? I track gorillas. <laughs> well, then they go, um, the, the, the porters and everybody else uh, come from the local villages, and that's mm-hmm. how they make their, their living, is being a porter, carrying carrying your bags and, and helping you get up the trail. Right. Well, how, how big is this village? Uh, they're, they're, they're large. There are several villages around the forest, and so depending on which family you're going to view, they pick people from that village to be the porters in that area so that everybody makes money off of it. It's a community thing. 
Is this where your lodge is at the village, sort of? No, or? my lodge is inside the park, but not in the village because okay. it's, it's in the park. The villages are outside of the park. When we talk about these villages, I want to get, you know, animals are very interesting to me, but it's really also the people that are so incredibly interesting to me. Did you interact with any people in the villages? Well, not at that time. Later on my trip, I did in some other areas. But, you know, I I did talk with my driver. He was from Uganda. And um, he told me that, you know, people from Uganda have joy with just a little bit or a lot. They have joy. And you could sense it with all the people. Because when you're going out to, to the park to get ready to go track, um, children are outside the roadways and they're waving at you and smiling and laughing. And just. And actually, one day, the second day, I only tracked for two days there. But the second day going out, um, a whole group of kids were on the side of the road. And they were singing this song. And it was so good. I asked my driver, I said, what are they saying? And he said, they're saying... Go and do it while you're young, because when you're old, you won't dance again. <gasps> I thought, that's so true. <laughs> that has got to be the name of your book. <laughs> and you did show me a picture of a little girl that I, I can't wait for people that are listening to this to actually see some of your photographs. What's the website again? DavidVaughn.com. www.davidvaughn.com. Because this little girl was dressed in a maxi dress cute as can be, next to some trees, and she had three big, bright, beautiful flowers in her hair. Just adorable. She couldn't have been, what, six, seven? Six or seven years old, yeah. Oh, so cute. cute as she could be. And yeah. just all dolled up to see you. Mm. Yep. So now, when you went up that mountain, you said a couple hours to get up, and then you took pictures with the family for an hour, so now you're, we're at three hours of hiking and so right. forth. And then how long did it take you to get down? About an hour and a half or so to get back down. Oh, yeah. yeah couple hours to get out. Same, same, same distance. This is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. How did you prepare yourself? Well, I you hiked a, every day. You had day. a friend? You had a friend that went? I had a friend who went there uh, about a year ago to photograph. And she said, you need to go do the gorillas. You need to go do it once. and But prepare yourself. So every day for really two or three months prior to going, or maybe even three or four months, I hiked over Kennesaw Mountain which mm-hmm. is some of the highest points around that I could find and would go and hike every, every day. I do four miles, five miles. I do whatever I could do in the day and hike and prepare myself for that. So physically I was fit for the trip. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wasn't fit for was the altitude kind of got to everybody. Ah. It's, it's much higher. So, you know, but we took breaks as we went up, we'd take a break and catch your breath. And once I get my breath, I was fine. So did you get dizzy too? No, not really. Just, Searching for breath, you know. Did sometime. anybody on the trip not prepare well enough? Yes. There's a couple of, uh, the, the first day that I tracked, um, there was a husband and wife mm-hmm. that I looked at and I said, they're never going to make this trip. Oh. So we started up and we hadn't been maybe a hundred yards mm-hmm. and they had to have an emergency rescue come and get them. Both of them? Both of them. And what they do is they bring what they call, I think they called it an African ambulance and what it is it's just a chair with four guys who on each side of the chair carry that person oh man. so they had to pay for these guys to come in there not just four guys they have to have 12 guys per chair because they rotate but they carried this couple all the way up the mountain so that they could see the gorillas you are kidding me and then carried them all the way back down the mountain as well they had to pay extra for that. They had to pay a lot of money for that. I would have been like, just get you, me off the mountain. I think I, I'll take a got, look at your pictures. you got 12 guys who have to work 
So those are that's por- a lot of that's are, a lot of manpower. That's a, those are porters. They carry it up a little ways, and four other guys will pick them up and carry them. Four other guys they rotate around, go in and coming. So it's a lot of work. I I know that I would be one of those people. (laughs) I was afraid I was going to be that guy. (laughs) I I mean, I think I would be completely silent when they're coming up. Oh, boy. Now, this is going to be, don't make any giggling because I'm next. I was afraid I was going to be that guy, but it it wasn't. It it was bad, but it was, yeah, I'm glad I did it. It was one of those those bucket list things that I'm glad I did it, but would I probably go back and do it again? Maybe, maybe not. It just depends. You did it. You it got, was worth the photos. So you did great. it, and you got the pictures to prove it, yeah, buddy. There you go. Anything else about about this these gorilla families? What was something that enchanted you? You had no idea this was going to happen. Well, it, kind of exciting a thing that most people in their entire life will never see. In fact, most people even that work there never see. But um, we did my second day get to see a silverback gorilla mating. Get out! It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. We're like the guides going, oh, man. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. They were just in shock. She just, uh, the, the gal said, you're going to see this. Most humans will never see this. And uh, You got pictures of that, too. I did get pictures of that as well. But that's probably not, I'm not that's not be, the pretty I won't pictures. Be po- I won't be posting those, but I did get pictures of it just for my own sake of having. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. a blessing for you yeah, to pretty, see that, huh? Pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. All forty seconds of it. Wow! No wonder nobody sees it. <laughs> eh, well, too much to talk about there. <laughs> we'll we'll go we'll, with that. We'll we'll move on. So, anything else with the gorillas that you thought? I'm, now I'm really curious. I'm going to go have to look this up to find out. I wonder what the story is. If silverbacks, do these gorillas grow up to become silverbacks? No, that's a great question. I really don't know that answer. That's interesting. I've, I'd like to look that up as well. Yeah. Well, we'll maybe maybe we'll have Emma work on that. I think maybe she's, she's got she's working on that. She's now. got her thumbs up. Okay. She's working on that now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now you're done with the gorilla families. Is mm-hmm. that right? Right. Okay. Now, what's your next adventure on this trip? I drive back from the rainforest to the airstrip, back to the airstrip, catch a flight back to Entebbe, Uganda, mm-hmm. and have lunch in Entebbe, and then catch a small plane uh, from Entebbe down to Nairobi, Kenya. Okay. And dee, 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 this just in, Miss Emma. Just... No, you can read it. What's the story? It's about... Um... The silverback gorillas. So not all gorillas become silverbacks. Only the male gorillas do as they mature. The female gorillas and the young males don't develop silver hair on their backs. Interesting. So silverbacks are just an aged male gorilla or of this breed, anyway. So you got to be old. That's right, everybody. So I'm a Google silver. It. I'm a silverback. Right. That's what we are. We're silverbacks. We're. At twelve years old, oh. they start developing the silver section. Well, I'm really mm. a really a silverback. Okay, now you're Thank back you. in flight from uh, Entebbe down to Nairobi. So, um, if I recall, there was something exciting that happened on this flight. Is that right? Well, on the flight coming back from Bwanda to Entebbe, going and coming, I was with the minister of uh, Uganda, was on this flight. It was great. And the first question, he looked around and he said, so where are you from? And I said, from Georgia. He said, Jimmy Carter. Woohoo! That's so <laughs> I fantastic. Said, yes. And we laughed, and um, and I actually had him on the flight going to the rainforest and coming back from the rainforest as well. English. They all speak English. That's their and native Swahili, tongue, right? In Swahili. In Swahili. Yeah. yeah. Did you learn any Swahili? I no, I didn't. I can barely speak English. Right. So. That's me. I'm like, oh yeah, we'll leave that for the smart people. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so now you're now you're in Kenya. I'm in Kenya. Okay. 
in Nairobi, have a day of rest before we leave to go on our journey to, to uh, where we were going to photograph. I met up with three other photographers. One of them brought his wife, and uh, we left Nairobi. Uh, before we left, we had an afternoon that three of us decided to go photograph. So we went over into the city of, uh, in the city of Nairobi. There's the second largest park in the city with all these wild animals in there from rhinos, elephants, zebras, you name it, are in there overlooking the city. So took some photographs there, which is kind of interesting. See a zebra overlooking the city and just different things like that. Just kind of getting warm up for our photo shoot. So we spent the afternoon doing that. And then the next morning we left to fly down to Masaya, Myra, I believe it's pronounced, oh, which is a I national, no idea, I can't, right. they're hard to pronounce for me. But before you go there, I just want to say, I think one of my favorite pictures that I've seen of yours must have been in this park. It was, yeah. Because it's a beautiful picture of a zebra, kind of a zebra butt, actually. With the face turned around, yeah. And he's headed into the city. You can see the city in the distance. And he's turned around looking at you. So you see his butt and his face. And he's just looking at you like, can you believe what's going on? I got the city in front of me. What happened to my land, man? Exactly. It well, is such a, it's such a story. I mean, that particular image has, to me, a thousand stories. This national park has an electric fence around it. But sometimes the animals will get out of there and go into the city. Really? Yeah. They've had animals get out and go into the city. Mm, that's so not, that's how close it is. And these are wild animals. This is not these like are wild animals. No, they're animals. not zoo animals. They're wild animals. All right. So now you're going to go where to to our campground, which was we camped in Centennial uh, Myra, which is right on the Myra River mm-hmm. uh, in a national park. There, camping tent in a, in a tent in a tent in a kind of a luxury tent I'll be honest with you it was nice a very nice tent we had a my own tent with a bathroom in there with a with a bath and but they would have to bring running in the, water no running water they'd have to bring in the hot water in the oh. evening when you get ready to take a shower they'd bring in hot water and pour it in your tank and then you'd take your shower oh how yeah. nice is that that's pretty nice pretty nice I did see pictures it looks like something out of a fairy tale <laughs> this is not your, this is glamping at your it at is, the, it at is the almost not only did he have his own tent, which was very large, you can stand completely in it. I mean, it's like a tiny house. And in it is a four-poster bed <laughs> with a box spring and mattress and, like, mosquito netting that looks yes. like you're a fairy princess. It in does there, look so. like that. Um, and very yeah. dark when the, when, there's, when the sun goes down. You can't even see your hand in front of your face. What do you hear? When you hear sun? right outside on the river hippos. Lots and lots of hippos. It must have been right outside my tent on the river there. 40 plus hippos out there all the time. Okay. And they, they yell at night and they yell, they make weird noises. Tell me what it is. What does it sound like? Make the I, noise or I, something. I, I'm terrible at this, but I, I, I can't even, I can't oh, even describe it. Oh, I almost I had him. I almost had him. I, I can't it. describe it. It's just. Is it kind of like a howl? It's or not is a howl. Like it's a, just a squeal kind of thing. I wonder what they're talking about. I don't, I don't about. know. What are I they doing? Know. I don't know. It's just interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So how far away is this river with these they are 15, 20 yards from my tent. What is the most dangerous wild animal in like Africa? A hippopotamus. That's what I'm thinking. And you got yeah. this whole, you got like yeah. a tent. Yeah. And, and they can, uh, they can, but I learned something too. Now I haven't verified this, but I think I've learned that they're vegetarians. Oh. But they stomp you. They will, they will oh. run over you. Oh. And they're fast in the water and out of the water. They're not eating fish in there then. They're probably just eating, so. just eating seaweed and stuff. stuff. Ugh, 
not seaweed, but yeah, I suppose not seaweed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making this up as there I go. go. It's we're on a row. Yeah, you have some pretty interesting pictures of yourself with these hippos, and you're kind of laying there in the grass and with a long lens to get real close up. Did you get some really good ones? I got some hippos? great photos, and it really wasn't a long lens. It was only a seventy to two hundred lens that I was shooting with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but laying there on the ground uh, as the hippos were coming towards us, and we kept asking each other as we were taking pictures, we we're trying to get them as they were yawning. Because that's, oh. that's the shot you want. So we were photographing, waiting on the yawning, and we kept saying, I think they're getting closer <gasps> and getting closer oh. and closer. And then finally we had to get up and oh, get Oh, did your guide kind of say, time to mosey. kind of said, you know, we might, we might want to move on now. So what do you, so, what do, you do then? Just, what are you eating? Are they making you food out there, your guides? Well, well our, our driver would bring breakfast in the morning. So we'd leave about 5 o'clock in the morning okay. to go out to get a sunrise shot or something like that. So he would bring us breakfast, which stop maybe around nine o'clock and have coffee and eggs and mm-hmm. just normal cereal food. stuff like that. Yeah, boiled you, eggs stuff like that. Did yeah. you have any unique dishes that were African that you never tried before and they were well, so? I did luscious. have some dishes that I'd never tried before, but that was in Nairobi, and that was um, some crocodile. Mm. I'd never had crocodile. Does it taste like chicken? It's a little bit. Yeah, now I've had alligator, but it was a little bit different. It was a little tougher for me. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, some ostrich. I had some ostrich, and that was interesting as well. And that was pretty tasty, quite honestly. Oh, good. Well, we go. We left at about 5 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and would go out to photograph the sunrise at different settings, and then uh, stay out and look for the animals all day. Just cruise around. Cruise around. And and they would stop other drivers as they would come around and say, you know, what what have you seen? What You know, what are you looking for? Whatever, whatever. And then as soon as you knew that there was something happening big, you take out for that area. And our driver was right because he had an off-road permit in the national parks he could get off the road and go straight up to the animals so a lot of a lot of the vehicles that would come out there couldn't get off the road you're saying you got really close like you drove right up to them pretty close yeah within within 15 yards again don't look in the eye well the lines it doesn't matter oh okay just just the gorillas okay just the gorillas because the, the lines are not really looking at you they're looking at the lioness. They're, they're, looking, looking, they're, the looking, lion. they're looking at the chicks, man. <laughs> they're, looking, they're looking at the women. They're not looking at me. Okay. <laughs> so so you're getting some good pictures of these lions then. Yeah, absolutely. Some great pictures. And in and, and different settings, you know, some they had uh, one day they'd had a kill and um, they were sitting around just eating, feasting. And then the cubs were around feasting. What did they, ugh, what just did they kill? A buffalo. But you didn't see it. We didn't get to see the kill. We saw it the next morning. Okay. The next morning. Okay. And just, you know, the lion, would he would eat a little while, and everybody else would stay away, and then he'd go lay down and rest. Then the lioness would come up and eat a little bit, and then they'd go lay down and rest, and then the cubs would come up and eat a little bit, and they'd go down and play. I did see a picture of you, one of your pictures of these lionesses laying right next to your car, or your vehicle, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, in the shade. In the shade. Well, the vehicle would make a big shade area. Because it's so hot and sunny there that mm-hmm. they're look, always looking for shade. So they would come right over where the shade was, and I could put my arm straight down and virtually touch them. That's but, a, I mean, you wouldn't oh. do that, but you could. You I'm could. telling you, I'd be tempted to do that because I love cats. Well, I don't know if you'd love these cats that either. much. <laughs> so, But you never felt unsafe? Never, never. No, ne- not once. The whole time you're in Africa. Well, with the gorillas, I felt a little uncomfortable the first time because uh, you don't know what to expect. And when they pounce on their chest... It makes you a little nervous. And Why when, are they doing that? And they're so close to you that you don't know that, that this is a wild animal. He could he could kill me right fast. You oh, know? yeah. So that time, that, that first time, yes. And then, you, 
you clean out your pants and you keep going. <laughs> African depends. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're back by the lions. All right. So did you see anything extraordinary? I mean, I would think seeing them feast on a buffalo is going to be, you know, pretty remarkable. Yeah. But, you know, uh, another thing that we saw that um, was lion mating, which is pretty fascinating. Uh, now you've seen two types of animals mating. Yes. Yes. What else did you see out on this safari? Uh, just or just drive. Giraffes, rhinos, hyenas, you name it. Every animal. There's a, there's the big five in Africa, and that's a rhino. Typically, some, some say that you have to find a black rhino. Those are very rare, but the big five is a rhino, a leopard, a cheetah, an elephant, and a buffalo. A lion, I thought. No? Buffalo. 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 Okay. Yeah. Water buffalo. Water buffalo. Yes. Is that what they were feasting on? The water buffalo? They were. Okay. On that day. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had to change a picture in my head because, yeah, <laughs> in my head it was regular buffalo, which they don't even have, I They imagine. don't even have that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you, and you saw all five? Saw so all, all five. Yes. Yes. I would Photographed think all five. Yes. That has got to be a pretty rare deal I, too. I don't know. I, I know a couple of people that have been and they've not seen all five, but uh, we were very fortunate. We got a leopard up in a tree and got him some, somewhere else later and then, uh, a cheetah several times, and then, um, of course, the elephants are all over the place. Did you ever see a kill? We did see a kill. We went down to Ambercelli, which was the last three days of our journey, and uh, we saw a kill there. Yeah. Was that pretty moving? It was, you know, unfortunately, they have a dry spell down in that area, a big drought, mm. and there were a lot of animals that were already dead, so it was kind of sad to see that, of yeah. course, and um, but a couple of cheetahs did did get an animal there there and um yeah i don't want to get into it because that'll just gross me out a little bit but i am curious so animals were losing their lives because of the drought is that what you're saying right and they are uh-huh. so if an animal dies in the drought is it really not edible by other animals well, no they, they they would oh they'd munch on they, all of that yeah yeah. yeah yeah okay i just was but, curious but they had so much to eat that it was just un- unbelievable yeah. there they didn't yeah. have to run around. And but our purpose in going there was primarily for the elephants because the elephants are bigger and bigger tusks. So that's why we went there. Okay, tell me about the elephants. The first Just, time you saw an elephant, where were you? Well, you know, you've seen elephants before. I mean, you've been to the zoo and seen elephants before. But just to see them in the wild and just walking around. And it's one day we had a whole train of elephants come by. And so we were out in the desert area where we could get out of our vehicle. So we just sat down on the ground and I videoed the elephants coming by. And then mm-hmm. uh, also, then we moved to a different location and had them coming, walking straight towards us so we could photograph the elephants coming straight towards us. Oh, my goodness. So it was pretty amazing. And just lots of them with babies and, you know, just just really just beautiful. Just beautiful. You do like taking pictures of the eyes of the elephants. I saw that. I do. Well, I think it was more than just the elephants. One thing you pointed out to me is you can really see the aging in these animals. I guess I thought, oh, elephants are wrinkly since they're babies, but you can really tell aging in these animals. You can. You can see the, the skin conditions all around the eye looking at it. It's wrinkled and... All of these animals have the most lush eyelashes, I guess, to keep the bugs out or something. I don't know, but I know that they, uh, the elephants, for example, put a lot of dust on their dirt on their backs, and so you can see them doing that. That's to keep the uh, the sun off of them, and also to keep insects off of them. Did you? Were you? Wait a minute. Were there a lot of bugs there? Did you? I didn't have any bugs. I didn't even see a bug the entire time I was there. 
No really? mosquitoes. I didn't see a single mosquito. No bugs at all. No bites, nothing. Nothing. That's amazing. I got bumps and bruises from being jerked around in the vehicle because <laughs> we'd be rushing off to, to catch an animal on a run. And then um, and the roads are like more like trenches than they are at roads. They're not really roads. They're like dirt trenches. And you're up and down and... Are you flying like flying, you're hanging on to the hanging on, roll just, bars? And- yeah, absolutely hanging on. Oh, yeah. man. So, oh. so what are some things you learned that you didn't know about when you were there? I only know of one person that's ever been around gorillas. Yeah. So to be around a gorilla in the wild was like overwhelming. It's just... It's Experience a, you of a des- lifetime. You can't even describe it because it's just so rare to do. So that was very unusual. And then... And I've never been around animals like this. I mean, I've I photographed wildlife for several years, um, moose and grizzly bears and all those kinds of things. And those are all exciting, but this is just a whole nother world. And so just all of it, I think the beauty of it, just the lions and the, the zebras and just everything is just beautiful. Well, the people are beautiful too. We were talking about that earlier. You showed me some pictures, a little video of uh, people, women from the village, I guess. right. Uh, right. And they were giving some sort of dance and song. It's kind of a welcoming for us coming in because we were coming to visit them. They make trick little little gifts and stuff like that that you can buy. Oh, and okay. And so, you know, they put it out there to try to sell you this stuff. And and so we were going out to pay them a visit so that they could have some money. And so they do a little welcome dance when you get there. And then the males jump in and the males are a lot taller than the women and that is crazy. I can't wait for our audience to see these pictures of the women and the men. The women are all about the same height, I'm guessing. I don't know. Probably five feet tall, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just guessing. I've guessed that too. But the gentlemen are, I'm, I'm sure, two feet taller than that. That's what it looks <laughs> they like. They certainly look like it, yeah. But what really is remarkable is the color in their outfits. Yeah. The, the dress, the, I guess it's traditional dress that they wear. Yeah. It's right. just stunning, all the colors and the patterns. I just was, it's breathtaking to it me. It is. It's, and then they're dancing, and tell me the story about how they make, how they find their mate. Well, I don't know if this is a true story or not, but they said, and they all speak English because it's an English colony, it was. Mm-hmm. And so um, whoever can jump the highest, the female selects that person to be their mate. Now, Isn't that something? That's what they said. I don't know if it's true or not, but I took them at their word. So they made all the men, uh, there were three of us guys, and, and then their four guys that were in there, they all jumped. And at, you did too. And they jumped high. And then we had to <laughs> jump, and then the, the lady selected somebody traditionally to be the, the mate. That is crazy. So it, was, it was crazy. You're lucky you can't jump super high. You might well, still be there. I, or maybe I, it was, you I should did, have been lucky. I think I actually won, but that's okay, <laughs> you know. But that's okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I'm not getting married or anything like that. So <laughs> so any other animals that you want to tell us about? Just uh, uh, hyenas. Uh, There's no laughing matter with them, you know, no kind way. of one of those things. But uh, Did you hear, did they make any noise? They didn't make any noise. They they live in, uh, in the ground and... Um, they live so, in the ground? In the ground. And so you'd go in, in their dens in the ground and some baby hyenas and uh, nursing, just some different things like that. Just just, just nature in its best. Just, oh, my It's goodness. just so overwhelming. Yeah. It's just a beautiful place to be. Wonderful. The people are great. It's not that expensive once you get there. Yeah. Getting there gets a little expensive. But overall, it's just a long trip, but it's beautiful. I'm and, just so and envious. I, I would encourage your folks, that if they can ever afford or want to do something like that, do it. Just do it. Just go do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
gorgeous. Well, thank you so much for sharing your trip with us today. Well, I'm glad to be here. I was going to ask you a bunch of quickie questions, but you said last time that put you over the edge. <laughs> it depends so, on what you're going to ask. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll fly to Africa, you know, and, and rub elbows with the silverback, but don't ask him if he likes popcorn and potato chips. Oh, I love both. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he can't make a decision, people. <laughs> and cheeses. Cheese is my number one favorite. Yeah, what's your, what's your recent favorite cheese? I don't eat cheese. Oh, I thought you said you... Cheese-its. I eat cheese-its. Oh, cheese-its. I thought you said cheese... <laughs> Oh my gosh! I thought you said baby Jesus. Uh, but Tusker beer, <laughs> Tusker beer. What Tusker is this beer now? is a, a local uh, African beer. Yeah, good, good, it's good beer, good beer. Do they have Coca Cola there? They do have Coca Cola. They have Diet Cokes. No way! But they're not really Diet Cokes. They're just sugar free Cokes. Did you see a McDonald's? There's not a McDonald's, but there's an animal, and what? I think there's an animal there that. If you look at their rear end, and you'll have to look at some of my photographs, it has it looks like an M, and they call that <laughs> they call that animal the McDonald's of Africa. Oh my goodness! Well, that's <laughs> I need a, to tell you that that is a perfect note to end on. A McDonald's yes. of Africa. Can, can I get one of those pictures? Put, Absolutely. Maybe we'll put that on the uh, on the uh, icon that goes with the show. How's Absolutely, that? I'll send it to you, David. Always a pleasure. I love it. The next time you go on a big trip, where's your next trip? I don't know. I'm kind of looking at Brazil. I'm looking at. Antarctic. I'm not really sure yet this minute. I'm trying to reschedule for next year. Okay. Well, how many continents have you been on? Five. Out of seven? Is that Out right? Seven. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. <laughs> that's pretty darn good. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm well, thanks again for coming in. I love Great it. Great talking with you. Love seeing you. And uh, we don't have to wait till your next trip, just your next story. There you go. Come on in. Thanks. Now get out there and enjoy Cherokee. I will. Enjoy Cherokee Voices and Enjoy Cherokee Magazine are produced by EMI, a nationally recognized award-winning multimedia content producer. If you enjoyed this show, click subscribe and take some time to rate and review the podcast. It really does help us succeed in the booming world of podcasts.